I'm Derek Wheatley and welcome to episode 211 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you're doing so. A uh, big thank you to Kira O'Sullivan uh, came on last week. If you haven't listened to it, uh, she's a drama therapist, does all sorts of creative, creative arts uh, therapy with children and with adults. But it's a, it's a beautiful thing because it's, especially with kids, to they're aware of their mental health from such a young age, but also... They're uh, being creative and being shown how to be creative and to enjoy themselves and stuff. So uh, check that out if you haven't done so. Very excited for today's guest, a singer, songwriter and a founding member of the House Flowers, Liam O'Mwainley. How are you doing, Liam? I'm very good, Derek. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm thrilled to have you on the show, Liam. Um, I've, it was one of those uh, ones when I was writing the questions and I was like, right, I have to keep this to a certain length of time, but I have so many questions. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into them and we'll see how we yeah. get on. Um, uh, a couple of questions we always ask, ask at this start, Liam. Um, could you give us a, a short history of your uh, upbringing, please? So I was born, um, by the Dodder River, uh, near Clon- around Klonsky is where I was raised. We had the Dodder running around the back of our garden. And uh, I, I, that was in 1964, I was born. Uh, my mother came from Galway and met my father in Dublin. He came from Cork. I think he was very, very passionate about being a part of the birth of a free country, you know, mm. a liberated country. And, um, and also maybe being a part of fixing what needed to be fixed in that on that on that side of things but the heart of his what he gave to me was a, a sense of culture and people a sense of people and that he adored this country um you know he loved he loved this country but and he loved the landscape of the country and the what what he loved what he what he was really passionate about was the people and the indigenous culture, our mm-hmm. our native culture, the culture that came naturally to us from the beginning or from beginnings and was passed on and survived, you know, survived a very, uh, a very violent, manipulative occupation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something um, deep then within you from that, which you're... I suppose with your Irishness, uh, you, you, you went to an Irish speaking school and you, uh, you're very obviously in touch with Irish traditional music as well. Is that, you know, a carry on from your dad? I think that's what I was trying to say, you know, Hmm. that, that basically he planted that seed in me and, and then, and then in a way he left me at it, you know, and, (laughs) and that when you, when you, when you get into traditional music, um, you become your own teacher. You seek teachers, you seek guidance, you seek, you go and you you look, you look at the best, you listen to the best. But at a young age, you become your own boss. And yeah. I think that that is a great gift. I think that's what culture the world over gives to a person is, is, is the sense of the teacher is inside you teachers within i think yeah um, um, sorry uh there's there's another question we always ask liam and it's it's you know it swaps around with different people um you know and different stories but uh when did you first become aware of mental health 
Well, I mean, life is about life is up and down, you know, mm. and you get it. You, you might get a shock as a kid or you might be in trouble about something that doesn't make sense as a kid. And that messes with your head mm. and you're down. You know, maybe like I, 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 I didn't get if I didn't have my homework done. um, one of the teachers used to write a note that I'd have to go bring home and get signed. And my parents felt their obligation was to be angry at me mm. for bringing that note home. So I wouldn't show them the note and I'd try and sign it myself. And and then if I was busted for that, I just felt like I was in deep, deep, deep trouble. And in a way, you know, if there was, I had no outlet in the adult world to go, I'm really upset about this. I'm really, I'm really down about this. And so that, so I was aware of mental health then. I didn't have a word for it. Yeah. I didn't know maybe that it could be isolated with isolated. And I still don't know whether it can be isolated with what is happening. And I suppose the, the eternal question is, is what is happening affecting your mental health or is your mental health affecting what is happening? Or yeah, that, you know, Mm. if how, and uh, I suppose the teaching that I, that I would be drawn to is, is the fact that we we put we we have in this world we put the cart before the horse and we kind of do the doing and and the having to get the feeling instead of working on the feeling mm-hmm. to then do the doing and then have the having you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. and the fact and that is a great a great discovery and um it's very simple. It's not always very easy, especially when we've got a lot of habits. But it's actually very simple to go, wait a second, I just have to concentrate on feeling good. And that's just by being breathing, slowing down the breath and going, wait a second, I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. My head is going crazy. Let's just slow down. The sun is shining on the side of my face. That feels nice. Wait now, I can feel good, and and I learned, you know. So the, yeah, that yeah. that I I yeah, I think I think we all know about mental health from a very early age, but we just we just thankfully there's a name for it now, and 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 people can focus on it. Yeah. But again, things things are easier said than done, and we all you know, people will always find ways of coping, and some of those ways are good, and some of those ways maybe not so good. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head where a lot of people have that same answer of, uh, you know, not having a, a name for, for a particular feeling in, in school in particular and, you know, the kind of anxiety and stuff and they don't know what it is and stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's one of those kind of, but it's good, obviously, that it's becoming more talked about now so we can, you know, label it as something. And, and like you said, there's a great idea of trying to be in the moment because we all have this idea, this will be brilliant if we can do this. But yeah. it's not, it's obviously it's not easy. It takes some time to work on. But I, I do like that idea of breathing and, and you know, being being yeah. there. Working on the feeling, working on the feeling first. And yeah. then and then and then work on on the external side of going somewhere, doing something, but getting something, having something, achieving something. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was your first uh, instrument as a as a youngster? Um, the voice would have yeah. been the first instrument. Like, and you know, and as much as my dad, um, my dad, he took the trouble to sit me down and give me songs. Okay. Um, as I was learning to speak. So I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't call them songs and I didn't, and they were in Irish and I didn't call it Irish. They were, and therefore I had no, um, I had no sense of, I have to achieve this. Mm-hmm. It was just, we're just doing this. Um, when you, when you start, cause I, there's one thing I know from like knowing the back catalogue, say of the, of the hot as far as something, your piano playing is quite, um, I don't know if it's different, but it's, it's kind of, there's, there's a certain style to it. I don't know if you would have a name for it. No, I, I have no name for it. I mean, <laughs> my style, <laughs> my style comes from, um, first, and so she was a woman who could play piano, but she was also a very highly trained classical player. And her her father also was that. And uh, so those elements were very strong in the house. Yeah. And then I was, I love jazz. I love improvisation. I love blues. Mm. And modes, you know, and somebody told me uh, whatever number of notes they gave me a string of notes that basically were the blues, and I just went mad on that. It just set me off on a whole world of discovery, you know, of just. And I was also, I was playing slow airs on the piano as well, and that also is a modal. And modal means da 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 It's kind of like a string of notes that you can just throw yourself at and almost see the notes bouncing around. And there's a it allows for a certain amount of freedom, I think. And so there's the blues mode. There's other Dorian mode. They've got different names for it. I'm not an expert on naming them. But like the trad music has a mode as well. And I used to get lost in improvising traditional melodies. So my style is my style is about landscapes, moods. And then you see also sort of in my early teens, I just discovered that I could just get lost. Mm-hmm. Myself and the piano, I just could get lost. And... Uh, and I could go deep into yeah. a place of heightened sensitivity to every note. And I might just be pressing one note in a slow rhythm. And suddenly it expands and you start hearing, oh, there's a frequency after the note. There's the sound of the hammer, there's, you know, all the different mm-hmm. things. And it's, it's just from, it's just from the art of listening and there's nothing like bringing you into the present than playing music. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I recently learned uh, this fact, but in 1986, Rolling Stone 
uh, called your your band the greatest unsigned band in Europe, uh, which is quite a a claim at the time. Uh, how how much of a, a a deal was that towards you getting signed? It was kind of absurd, <laughs> you know, because well, first of all. It never was about getting signed. Getting mm-hmm. signed was was a means to the end of making more music. And but I was noticing that a lot of bands seem to be obsessed about getting signed and not obsessed about music. And I found that kind of uh disappointing. Mm. You know, it was like the human race was disappointing me that this that the fun and the the obsession with making great music was being overshadowed by the obsession with getting a deal. Mm. So I observed that and I, it, 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 well, you know, again, it's just what I, what I, what I saw it was my perception. Um, but I also sensed that a certain, certain, you know, there's a ruthlessness. You've, you've got a, there are those who make the music and then there are those who, who deal the music, who, who who are in the in the job of making this music make money and you forget that they're not in love necessarily with the music mm-hmm. they might be in love with something completely different and and that they might have to feel that they have to go to whatever lengths to keep a grip on these boys that they have legally managed to get a signature from them so that they can make them work to make as much money as possible. And that's kind of how the business works. And, you know, some bands are luckier than others when it comes to surviving that. Um, and I think we survived it. Um, you asked, you mentioned uh, about, about mental health and about me being exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like me just having enough of knowing that this was there was that that somebody was taking the piss and uh and 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 we weren't acknowledging it and we weren't talking about it. It was like there was an elephant in the room and I was tired of the smell. Mm. And I just said, we gotta take a break. And I kind of called it as I needed to see four seasons in Ireland, which was true. I needed I needed to get back home and just let the air through. And stop thinking about songs and thinking about music and thinking about records and thinking about plans and thinking about gigs. Gigs are amazing. Records are amazing. Bands are mm-hmm. amazing. It still is a wonder to me to be in a band. But life, meanwhile, is happening. And the beauty of a quiet morning where you don't know what you're going to do, you know, or you're, or you're going to meet somebody for a coffee that you mightn't have seen for ages and talk about paint or, or babies or, or music or whatever. But, you know, to get away from the, we were in a bubble as well. And we didn't even, we weren't really even aware of what was happening on the radio very much, you know, or what was, what were the trends of music that were happening which is okay. I think that's interesting not to, not to be aware of that stuff. But uh, all of that made me go, okay, we got to stop. 
we just have to stop. And my dad passed away. So that gave me an excuse to, you know, it kind of gave me the, we have to let, we have to let him do this because his old man has just died, you know? So, because it's, it's a very hard thing to stop a machine that's putting food on everybody's table as well. It's, uh, it's, you know, when I, there's a, there's a concert um, from 1988, uh, you're playing the RDS and when you're looking at, 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 cause we can, people who haven't been in bands or haven't been signed and all that kind of stuff can look at things so much differently. And we're seeing this band at the top of their game and the energy is unbelievable and the songs are, you know, amazing and stuff. It's so easy for us to think, well, why would, why would Liam want to, you know, and like you explained it there stop to that. us. Yeah. Why would you want to stop it? And it, it's bizarre yeah. to us, but it's easy to say that when you're not in it. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I, 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 I'd be, we all, we all, we all look at the other person. We see the car going by and we think everyone's got it together. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you go to the shopkeeper and the shop, oh yeah, there's a shopkeeper. He's shopkeepers. Everything is perfect. Yeah. Or the priest or the guru or the teacher or the, or the gym instructor or the, the doctor or the, uh, anybody. And and everybody is figuring out how to be that person, how to wear that mask. And every now and again, you meet somebody who has discovered the the beauty of just taking a step back. Yeah. And the persona is not necessarily what it needs to be. And music is great because you can actually maintain when you love music. And it's it's a vibrational feeling. It's in your body. You feel it. Um, you can't fool yourself, I think. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm sure I can fool myself plenty, and I'm sure I do. But uh, but but you know, it, there's a lot going for it for sure. Yeah. yeah there's a lot going for it. I. So I always hear about say Tom York has this thing about creep as a song he didn't want to play for 20 years and Kurt Cobain didn't want to play Smells Like Teen Spirit because it was, you know, he felt it was overrated or whatever. Did you ever feel yeah. about Doug Go? Did you ever feel that as, as kind of a, something around your neck or were you always just proud of the, of the song? Well, um, it was never overwhelming. The only thing was predictability. I didn't hmm. like the fact that we had to put it in the set list every yeah. night. But it wasn't about the song. I always love playing the song, and and now I don't even think about that. You know, yeah. I I I'll sing it. We put it in the song pretty much every night now, and this time it's for me. It it is about because we love it, and people want to hear it. And I love mm-hmm. that too. And but I'd say I'd say every band kind of goes through that thought process, and they kind of book book at that a little bit. Um. But no, I it never was a it was never an overwhelming thing. I never lost sleep over it. I kind of th- I might throw my head, my eyes up into the air, going, "Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, sure, let's do it, no problem." But uh, he, I, I never hated doing any of the songs, really. You know, I, it's 
I understand that from from the point of view as a fan, though, as well, because, I mean, if I'm going to see, you know, I want my and that's the thing, like I want my favorite song. That's not necessarily don't go. But, you know, it's hard for a band to to leave out, I suppose, the bigger hits, maybe the singles, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know what I mean? I think I want to be a band that's so good that you don't care. You go and see and you go, holy shit, what is happening? And actually, I think we do achieve that. Yeah. I think a lot of the time before we've come to Don't Go, we could actually just go, you know what? Let's just play for other man once, mm. you know, and just, you know, let's see what ends, see how it ends. Because we don't write a set list, but um, there's a time at the gig where Fichner starts playing Don't Go. And... Uh, and so we go with it and yeah. don't go becomes the place where I introduce the band and each member of the band then takes the band into some post-apocalyptic atmospherical journey, you know, yeah. or whatever. And, uh, and it's a great time. It's a great bit of crack, but uh, yeah, that's what I think. And I, th- that's what I think a band should always be. And I think, I think a band often, a good band is that, you know, yeah. that's, you know, what if this going to, let's just blind us, you know, and so it doesn't have to be about recreating the experience. It's about just having the experience, making the experience. And we have an improvisational nature with the song, with mm-hmm. the band. So all the songs, and because we don't write the set list, I might just sneak up on the song from another place altogether and might start singing the song in a different key. And I know the band can kick in because the key is different, but the intervals are the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just adapt. And we've all been long enough on it. And there's a great kick get, you know, the, it's out of the... It's, it's great for music, I think. It's great yeah. for singers as well, because when, when a band is on their toes because they don't know what they're doing next, there's an intention given to the singer there's a certain clarity and I, and the, I think there's an energy there that's, that's really beautiful to witness and to be even, even more beautiful to be in the middle of. For sure. Um, I want to, so this, I have this kind of solo episodes every so often on the, on the podcast and sometimes I'll talk about music or films, or whatever. And I had this one, uh, that I had in mind about the best opening tracks of, of albums. And uh, I would definitely have Hardstone City in it because uh, I, I just think it, I, like I think yeah. of I think of it in terms of right. So like Zoo Station by by U2 on Octum Baby is, is up there. Um, but Hardstone City as an opener is perfect. And what I like about it, because you've already talked about blues uh, earlier on, um, it's it doesn't. And this sounds a bit silly, I suppose, but th- it doesn't sound like an Irish band. Hardstone City. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, rock and roll is kind of an American child. Yeah. That is made up of Ireland, Africa, uh, Sweden, England, Scotland, you know, uh, and the indigenous beats of of, um, of America also. Yeah. That's rock and roll and and the beautiful language of the South, you know, 
of the African-American South, the beautiful language that, that evolved from that absurd, terrible, terrible human history um, became the language of jazz and then the blues and rock and roll and all the rest, you know, it was a kind of a drawl. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Hearthstone City, it's a muse thing in a way. You, ch- you tap into something and an accent helps you sing the song. An accent helps you write the song. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. But it contains this this line, okay? So I, I did one on my favorite uh, lines in music, and this is one I forgot. But they say in Hardstone City, you got to carry a gun. Well, I ain't going to carry a shooter for no one. And I, uh, it's still very relevant, even though Hardstone City is a you know a, yeah. a city of make believe. But it's very much what, like you're saying, within the uh, southern states, maybe of America, and the idea of carrying guns and stuff. It's still so, uh, yeah, it still means something. The biggest is, and actually, and I keep saying this to people, if you if you have a bit of money and you're you know you're you're using your bank, mm-hmm. and you have your money in your bank, and the bank manager says, okay, you've got this money here that keeps you going. How about putting the rest of it into a savings account? If you ask that bank manager. If he can guarantee you that that money is not going into the making of weapons, mm-hmm. he will not be. He will say, "No, I can't. I can't guarantee you that. No, because it is central to the economic world is money and guns. And if you if you actually you take a cold look at Hollywood, you realize, I mean, every other film is an ad mm-hmm. for a gun." Yeah, and maybe not a specific gun, but like a nice, a big shiny gun, big shiny gun, big, you know, just the sound, the bang bang, the uh, the remote controlled killing, killing. What on earth is that about? And I watch them, and I, you know, I'm I want to see the guy, I want to see the the hero kill the guy. I want, you know, I'm invested. Mm-hmm. And if that isn't hypnosis, really. You know, it's like, what? But I mean, human, yeah, we like, I, I, I remember a, a little scuffle breaking out down in West Kerry and it was fantastic. All the local characters ran outside to see, to see it happen. The old timers were even, the, were the most excited, you know, just to see a bit of a fight between two men. And so it's in our nature to, to have a scrap and to, to and it's almost as somebody said in Connemara, it's it's a social it's a social it's a social activity yeah among men um but then once you take a weapon into the picture you're changing the whole thing and it becomes it's a cowardice yeah. then, actually the guy with the gun is the coward um and it takes billions and billions of dollars of Hollywood and years, billions and billions of years of Hollywood to take away the cowardice from that. Because it's power as well. It's power. You know, you walk in, you take a gun out and suddenly it's down to you what Mm -hmm. happens next in a way. So, ah, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know how we got onto that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm glad you I'm glad you picked out that line. I like that line myself. It's kind of yeah, it's up there, you know. It's mm. yeah, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna carry a gun. Yeah. I mean it well, you know, it was uh so they, they, they talked to us, you know, during our kind of genesis and not our genesis. Our genesis was 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 the Garden of Eden. Actually, it was it was beautiful. But during the sort of okay, you, we're about to go on tour, we're about to release, we're about to do this, and somebody kind of said, "Oh yeah, we're going to have to talk about you guys having security." And I just said, "No, sorry, I look after myself." You know, just illusion. I'm, a, I'm, I'm alive. Nobody's ever, I've been bored to death occasionally by people. I've been stalked. There have been things where we're going, Oh, this is a little bit weird. And, uh, who knows what's around the corner, but at the same time, I have to trust my life and I have to trust the energy I put out. Um, but the idea, you know, I mean, the Beatles invented like, you know, there was a few movies where they created that hysteria. Now, mm-hmm. that hysteria was happening because suddenly there was a music that was opening something in people that was kind of dormant. And uh, that, that that's a pretty fan- fantastic thing to observe. Um, and, and what was that, you know? But like being chased down the street and, you know, being at risk, your life being at risk. Well, you know, they did kill John Lennon and yeah. who knows what that was about. Um, but yeah, you've got to take it as it comes. Like my auntie was, went into the hospital the day before yesterday and she's a good age and mm-hmm. it was just a colonoscopy. And I'm, and I was going, why are they doing a colonoscopy? Are you having pain? Like, is, I said, no, no, that's just a procedure. She said, but if there's anything there, she says, I'm, I want to accept it. I want to accept what's given to me. And I thought, you know what, Cal, I'm the same. It's, it's, mm. I want to accept what's given to me in life and, uh, to go into a create an absurd, you know, the other big, biggest industry is, 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 is chemicals, drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Legal and illegal. And, uh, and they're being sold and they're being prescribed and it's upsetting to see it. You know, people's, people's balance is permanently offset. By, by chemicals and um, and we're surprised yeah we're surprised to see all that anyway yeah all right um, I wanted to ask actually because this is kind of leading yeah. on from a psychology point of view um, I rem- you mentioned John Lennon. I remember reading something he said about the, the psychological impact of going from being in a band of having his group behind him, helping him with songs or whatever, to going solo. How was it going solo for you? What was it like for me? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. yeah I can... uh, going solo. Um, oh, it was beautiful because... Uh, I, I am, I am, you know, when we started busking, I, I discovered I had a ferocious appetite for, for the unknown and, and for, for, you know, for crazy shifts of gear. And, uh, and with a band, they need to be brave. And with the band, I, I was in, in the in the days that we were 
Gordon. Oh, what am I saying? Uh, you know, th- th- there was a certain amount. We were playing set lists. Therefore, mm-hmm. all the songs were being played without very, without very much. Just, I mean, just when 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 I do a solo gig, I have my own brushes, my own colors, my own canvas, and I can take, and I can I can do, you know, I can do a, a twenty minute in story introduction to a song if I want to. Or I can just say nothing for the whole gig if I want to, and so that's glorious. Um, I yeah, I I loved it. And you see, the thing is, I suppose my superheroes in music are the old timers mm-hmm. that you hear at the end of the night or strike up a song. But it could be anywhere. Where somebody sings a song beautifully, no accompaniment, and the whole room, no microphones, and the whole room goes silent, yeah. like pristine. So they're my that's that that they're my superheroes. And you know, yeah, what, like, how do you feel about the role that I guess? So when I found out you were coming on, when you accepted to come on and I have some friends that I told and they were very excited and they were, they loved you and all of this positive thing. And how is that for you? Do you see yourself as kind of an elder statesman of the Irish music scene now? Well, I mean, I'm getting on, you know, so yeah, (laughs) I, 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 I am a musician. I'm one of those. I looked up to, and there's a lot to be said for um, for for that for for having put in the time, you know. Yeah, I th- and I also think and, though. Um, so, sorry, Liam, but I, but you know when when yeah when there's something to be said and a question to be asked, you know, you know I don't. You mentioned kind of earlier on you're you're your fondness maybe for the limelight or, or the, the, the machine that is the music in- industry mightn't be quite as, you know, up there with, with some people, but you are seen now as someone who's kind of a go-to when there's, when something happens or, you know, someone wants to ask questions about, you know, music and of now or in the past and stuff. And I just think it's a very, yeah. I think you hold a really great role. It's really nice, and I. It's only kind of yeah. It's only started happening in mm. a way, to the level in which it's happening. It's like, you know, yeah, those who passed away. Mm. I got the call to 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 make a comment, and I was very yeah. I was I was very honoured to, to be given that call and to be asked to to make a statement, and I like to speak, and I like to speak. I like not I like not knowing what I'm going to say. I don't plan what I say. I don't believe in it. I don't think we plan what we say when we meet our friends. So why should we plan what we say when we, when we want to express something? Do you, I mean, you know, do you not believe in what you're, what you're about to say and, and believe in the infinite store of things that you might put words that you might put upon what you're feeling about somebody or something. So, yeah, I, I, and I love, you know, I, I, I played last, last night in Eden, in Eden Derry, for a school and uh, actually played in Johnstown Bridge. Mm. 
Oui. Uh, uh, and I know music is music. And I remember being a kid and I didn't care how old the the musician was. But I mean, I was into rock and roll. I was into the young the young guys who were shaking their hips and making the girls go wild. But um, I was the old guys who were stopping, who were, yeah, who were who were silencing the room with with beauty. Um, what, sorry, the 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 sound went there for a second, Liam. Sorry. Um, okay. C- can I ask you then? This is a very, I know this is a, a kind of a mean and difficult question to answer, but do you have a f- favourite song? Of 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 ours? No, just or, of all yeah. time, all time. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. But there are songs that sort of live with me. There's a song called I Am A Youth That's Inclined To Ramble. I don't even know it. I don't sing it. But the melody is extraordinary. Paul Brady was singing it back in the day when he was when he when he had created this incredible version of Arthur McBride and he was in and that particular song I think it comes from up around Fermanagh I'm not in, not entirely sure mm-hmm. but there, I think there was a great singer there Geordie Hanna who had a, who had a whole load of amazing melodies and amazing songs that's one song. There's another song called Johnny Show You, which is a Shano song that I do sing, which is a song in three verses. And it gives you a little eye into the feeling of desperation during the famine. Oh. Um, and the melody again of that is just very, very beautiful and strong. And, you know, we are privileged in this country that we wove these tapestries of extraordinary beauty realities um for 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 what it's worth uh mine <laughs> mine is a day in the life by the beatles because um i've mentioned this before on the podcast but i just think uh for a, a, you know a pop band to go from in 3 4 years to go from uh, you know love me do to something like a day in the life and its scope is uh, it kind of blows my mind a little bit every time I hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they... They they kind of... They, they made enough of a noise and that they were... that they were the first to be that kind of a band and they made enough of a noise and enough money and enough kudos and they had enough good people around them that they were able to protect their relationship with the muse, you know, mm. and the muse will bring you to all kinds of music. And people who try too hard to control their bands, they 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 get scared if they hear something they don't recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, had the Beatles been in another time, it's a bit like people saying, had Jesus been born in a different time? Had the Beatles been around at a different time with a different set of musical mus- uh, business mm-hmm. ideas or whatever, control systems, 
um, they might have gotten as far as that, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, from speaking to you, but also from, you know, reading about you and hearing about you before, you're kind of, you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that you've got the kind of hippie mentality, would that be right? Yeah, the hippie movement was 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 a return to something. I think mm. the hippie movement was a return to to a sense of 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 re, of relating with the earth, relating with the elements, not looking to the church, not looking to the doctors, not looking to the war machine for the answer, but looking to nature, yeah. which we are nature. I mean, and and they were called hippies and. And of course, PR will will try and uh, demonize anyone who might push society in a in a direction that threatens control of the masses. And the hippie movement actually offered, you know, wait a second. Con- be in control of yourself mm. and be the ma- and, 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 and start with just like the, the Native American teaching is your 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 law, your God, your religion, your religion, your morality starts with you. And then it goes out to your family and then it goes out to your community and then it goes out to your tribe and then it goes out to your your nation and then it goes out but so all the wars all that stuff has to be dealt with and it goes back to feeling to 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 put your feeling first to nourish and so during like the 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 times that we were being worked um we were still living the dream on stage, you know, mm-hmm. we were gigging at night every night. And this, this was a victory in life, you know, no doubt about it. Um, But there were meetings where I was sitting there and there was, you know, 40 shades of bullshit <laughs> being spoken and being, being, being swallowed. And uh, it was making me feel sick. And then I suddenly thought, wait a second. I shouldn't be feeling sick about this. So I started quietly observing the, the, the sensations that were in my chest and my belly, that sinking feeling and just recentering them and, 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 and actually finding uh, an ability to flex my, my subtle self, you know, to, to actually, to be able to manage my my actual feeling, um, regardless of what was being said or done, and that's an ongoing, and that's something that wouldn't have happened had everything been rosy. So you know, you kind of go everything that comes into your life, you've got a choice to to learn from it, gain from it, or be a victim of it. And and I did. I think there were times I was a monial victim of it, but. Uh, I learned to to gain from it and um and I'm very 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 grateful for the story of my life and and the people who who are a part of that story. 
there's uh, there's something of my my favorite song of yours is giving it all away, and I, I it reminds me of that idea okay. of like you know if we want to talk about kind of the hippie mindset or whatever that and I know this can apply to anything and I don't know what the song was about obviously but there's you were writing but the idea that you could give it all away and still be happy because there's something in the song's bounce that makes me kind of happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I could never actually. I could never figure out. Hold on a second. Just put yeah. on my seatbelt. I could never figure out. I could never figure out what that song. I knew I was trying, trying to. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Your visual's gone, but. Oh yeah. Let me get you back. I'll I'll fill in. I think Liam's well. I won't say anything yet, but his phone might have gone off. But uh, I'll carry on talking. Um, so uh, you should go if you if you don't know uh, a lot of the house uh, hot house flowers music, you should definitely go to YouTube and look up their nineteen eighty eight gig that I was talking about earlier on, but the, from the RDS. Um, it's it's it, um, so it's like a great tune after great tune after great tune and what I loved about like seeing the difference of like Liam is obviously on the piano for most of the actual you know songs because uh, he's a pianist but also he's singing so he's kind of stay, he has to stay in one place and the other guys are, are bouncing around him and I just love the dynamic of it and they they start with giving it all away which is my favourite uh, like I said favourite Hot House Lord song and obviously Don't Go is in there and and um Hearthstone City and uh, like uh, it's it's great set list and it's about an hour long and uh, it's lovely and I, I don't like when people talk about oh uh, um you know there's no look look at it there there's nobody holding camera phones up I don't care about camera phones if people want to go and enjoy gigs like that with camera phones they can do that if they want it's fine it's not the end of the world but uh, there is something really um in there's an innocence to it in the audience and there it's a sunny day in September and they're all bouncing around and, and loving life. And I think that is uh, enough to kind of, you know, make put a smile in your face. Um I'd say Liam's Liam's phone may have died, but if it if it has, um uh it's it was great having him on. Obviously I had a few more questions to ask him, like the usual, what you like to do in your spare time, all that kind of uh, stuff and who knows? I don't think he has much spare time because he seems to be gigging off an awful lot. Like he said, he was playing last night, and I know he's got some more gigs lined up with the with the um, the house hot house flowers, and he does his own solo stuff. And then if you follow him, you should go follow him on uh, Instagram. As you can tell, he's pretty politically minded, um, but also very into world music. Like I said, and you will see, you know, clips of him performing with Irish uh, musicians and. Uh, also, you know, clips from around the world. So, so it's it's brilliant. But uh, I'm delighted Liam could come on. Uh, unfortunately, it was unfortunate about the the abrupt ending. But that's one of those things about Zoom and 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 podcasting in general that you can't uh, you can't uh, predict. You can't predict it. But uh, no, it was really genuine uh, pleasure for me to talk to him because, um, you know, like I said, Liam has been on. A uh, couple of things recently, unfortunately, in the passing of Shane McGowan and the passing of Sinead O'Connor, he's been asked about it and stuff. And, you know, even what he said there, he was kind of surprised by it, which is which is kind of, 
I suppose speaks for his character, really, you know, that he wouldn't automatically assume that he was going to be called to action like Bono or someone, you know. Um, um, and I think with with distance, people, uh, you know, bands like the Hot House Flowers are uh, appreciated more, I think, um, for their back catalogue. And obviously everybody knows Don't Go. Um, I think I, I was going to say it to Liam. I think I was six when that came out. I'm not sure. But um, we obviously all know Don't no, don't Go. Uh, and I re- it kind of brings you back to, not that it brings me back to when I was six, but obviously I was hearing it still in the 90s. It's one of those ones that's an Irish classic that's always played. Um, but if you listen closely to it, well, what I find strange about Don't Go is like, you know, I've always heard it on the radio and in passing and in shops and, you know, things like that. But I've never, you know, say full, not full blast on watch out for yours. Don't play anything full blast. But I had it quite loud on my earphones. And uh, the the technical aspect of the actual band, like Liam's piano playing in it is is so so good. But all the band have their little bits that they're doing in the background. And I guess I that was my starting point. And then I went to something like Hearthstone City. There's a bass line in that that follows the the the, the main melody of the song, and it's it's brilliant. And the whole thing is is great. Uh, actually, hold on, hold on. Liam might be back, lads. Liam might be back. Uh, I'm just gonna fill in till we have. Uh, we might have Liam back. He's, he's he's um he's in transit, so it's kind of difficult for. Uh, and also, the the whole Liam, you're back. I'm back. Sorry, Derek. Yes, I I I moved a bit there, and um, sorry. So I'm back. I'm I'm back stationary. That's all right. I was I was waxing lyrically lyrical about uh, uh, your music, but um, uh, no. What I wanted to ask was was about the idea. Give it all away. Yeah, we were talking about giving it all away and, and that being, you know, the the idea of the hippie, you know, yeah, so is, is that right? I was, I, yeah, well, so the thing about it, yeah, I, I, I was thinking this needs to be an environmental song. Mm. And so the idea of giving it all away was like giving, like pissing it all away, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but as you say, it, it has a no, it's saying something else. And I never figured out exactly what that song was trying to say. Mm. And I put in, you know, the 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 the, uh, the reference to the dolphins and people mm. and and it's a song that was, you know, these song these songs come and they go, Here I am. What do you think of me? You know, and and I might need to write two or three more verses, but the song kind of presents itself and uh and we have to take it from there. It's it's a very much a, an earworm. It's one of those because the 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 chorus in itself is one of those uh, all timers that just stays mm. there for as long as you want it to be there. It'll be there, and I love that about like certain songs that, um, obviously that I that I love uh, that this will always be around. It's one of those choruses that will always be around my brain. The kind of melody of it, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can't ask for more than that when it comes to music. Um, so I wanted to ask you about because you mentioned the word muse, and I, I, when I was growing up, I always thought a muse was was a was a you know someone like a boy or a girl, and the way you refer to it, it's it's some it seems to be something else for you. 
Yeah, I suppose it's just, you know, I mean, uh, most songwriters will tell you they don't write the songs. The songs Mm. just come, you know, and and I suppose to me, that's the muse. It's it's like you find a vein. Or you find a. You find, yeah, you find a a stream Mm. and you tap it and it and it flows you know and I, and i suppose that's what the muse is to me is a kind of is something that triggers inspiration it's i suppose it's like when you see something amazing and you just talk about it mm. that's what that that's that's art in its simplest form you respond to something amazing by just by by saying things and with a song you say things but you might just put a you might just put a rhyme, you know, you might just mm-hmm. make sure that that what you say rhymes every at the end of every sentence. There's a flow like and I, I started writing songs again after a long time not doing it uh, in yeah. the last couple of months. And I found, like you said, it's like that you, you tap at something in the street and all of a sudden I was working on four songs and, and you, to me, that's like, this hasn't happened since I was like 15 or something, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it just comes and, and it's, it, it, you know, when I was young, I thought I, I have to write about a girl that I'm in love with. <laughs> it's that it's, it was never bigger than that. But now all of a sudden, obviously with life experience and stuff, it becomes a different experience altogether. But what could be bigger? Mm. True. Loving somebody, really, what could be bigger than that? Would is hating someone or disliking someone a a, a reason to write a song? Do you think? Well, they're they they usually they're usually very closely connected anyway. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> hating, disliking, yeah, no, it's not the same. Love is different mm. to to hate. Hate is often just a a glitch mm. in love, but. Or, but the hate is something else. Yeah, hate is a yeah. is another story. And you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we always ask this at the end, Liam. Um, yeah. If you have spare time, what do you like to do with it? Well, I like to get up when I wake up, instead mm-hmm. of really wallowing in the beautiful comfort of the bed and the body warmth. I like to get out of that bed. Because I know, but I don't know until I'm standing up, that all it takes is to be standing up for you to forget about that warmth and yeah. to move on into the day. And I love it. I got I got really into it when when all work stopped and, you know, the lockdown. And mm-hmm. um, I got into the habit of waking up and getting up. Yeah. Going, okay, this this i woke up my body wanted to wake up now so i'm going to serve the fact that my body wanted to wake up now and then i get out and i get the sun on my skin and i walk and it's it walking slowly just meandering walking and taking my taking my kind of my my head and letting the wind blow through it so that it's empty again and mm. allowing allowing new inspiration to come in, you know, just inspiration for life, not necessarily yeah. inspiration for anything else. 
And uh, so that's one thing. And I like to draw. Oh. I like to capture a likeness in a, in a face. I like to make form and I like color. And so I, I love that. I'm very, it's, it's as old for me as, as making music. Um, Liam, it's been fantastic uh, talking to you and a, 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 a privilege, I would say. Well, Derek, thank you very much. I, as you can, as you can see, I'm not short of a few words and, uh, <laughs> You just have to you just have to ask one question and I'll do the rest. Um, which is perfect for me, obviously. But uh, <laughs> listen, Liam, could you hang on for one minute? I just want to end this and we'll take a quick photo if that's all right and we'll be on our yeah. way. Is that good? Okay. Brilliant. Good. Um, I want to say thanks very much to John for doing all the tech support as usual. I always thank my mum and dad, granddad, Jordan, Calvin for the reasons I mentioned before. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, follow us on Instagram, follow Liam on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook and X and also on Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor, or Google Podcasts. Uh, for everyone who tuned in today, thank you so much. And Liam, once again, thanks a lot. Sure. Thank you, Derek. Take care, everyone. Bye. Take care.